Hi, this is Cassie. This is Kaylee. And this is Get the Shit. shit. Oh, I was off there. I'm so sorry. I was behind you for a second. Leave it. I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we won't. We, we won't know clap. I can be a little slow. Let's be honest. It's fine. <laughs> I it's love it. Totally fine. So how are you doing? I am doing good. Um, uh, we actually have my boyfriend's sister staying with us for the oh. weekend. She's in town from. Colorado. Little doodle. Hell yeah. And she's in for a wedding, so she's crashing with us while she heads down there. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. So hanging out a little bit. Got to go to brunch this morning. And oh. What girl does not love brunch? Uh, God, I, mean, I fucking love brunch. Ugh. Brunch is, it just speaks to your soul. That's all there is to it. Delicious food, and then you can, like, it's encouraged that you drink. Yes. I love it. Oh my god, your cat just came out and I just saw him. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. How are you? Lisey, her dog, Lisey, is like, what? Are you talking to me? I was sleeping. Oh my goodness. So he looks go so much like Clyde. I know. Like, just the eyes. Clyde was my childhood cat. Same oh neighborhood. God. Yeah. Okay. Same neighborhood. So. so we have animals joining us as usual. <laughs> go south. Hope you don't mind. Well, we said we wanted to bring people onto this podcast, so uh, yes. this is Loki, and this is Lacey. We're starting starting slow. Starting with the quiet ones. Yes. <laughs> um, what you got going on? Nothing too much. Um, have done a whole lot of nothing today, but last night, uh, some of our friends had a movie night in their backyard. They bought a, like, a screen for a projector stop it yeah man it's inflatable it was super cool we want to do that so i know i keep telling sam that i want to project a movie on our um screened in porch area because we have that you know the canvas that the little sheet that comes up and down yeah a little blind there we go but it was super cool. I'm sorry. Oh, he's like, you're so loud. I hate you. <laughs> he's been exposed to a lot of new people. Uh, little doodle. Okay. Um, sorry, streak of fur. <gasps> um, but we watched Nightmare on Elm Street, which Perfect. was fucking amazing. I had never seen, like, the original, like, first one. Uh-huh. The classic. Well, it is spooky season. Ah, uh, spooky season. And then we watched um, uh, Adam Sandler's new, uh, like, a Halloween Netflix. thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Is it good? Because <laughs> I didn't know what level of intoxicated. It's stupid, but it's. Uh, you need to be intoxicated to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. stupid, but I loved it. Okay. Uh, Sam thought it was, like, stupid. Whatever. Stupid, stupid. But um, he there's a lot of, like, references. Not a lot. Like, it's based on references to other movies. Right. And it... Almost... I, um, yes. It's an homage Yeah, movie. like spoof is what they call it. Yes. Yes. It was... I thought it was fun. I like Adam Sandler movies. Like, I get... I understand what I'm getting with an Adam Sandler movie. It's true. So there's that. It's true. But yeah, tonight we're going to um, Necropolis, which Ooh. is a famous Indianapolis uh, haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. We're going with, uh, some of Sam's work friends. So oh, nice. I'm really excited. I'm just going to need you to push record. That's all. Or I'm, just, okay. I'll just, attempt. Can you FaceTime me through the entire thing? I can't no, stand you. Wonderful. I will attempt. I'll see if I can record it. <laughs> see if I can rig something. Or at up. least have like Sam maybe get a couple. I'm going to have to talk to your husband. Uh, well, I may be able to use a headphone with a microphone sure. and just 
put it in. And then all of a sudden, oh, you just God. get your ears blown out by your screams. Oh, yeah, that when too. When you're listening back to it. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, I think it's me this time. I think so. All right. Go, girl, go. Okay. Well, the the title of this one is actually called The Poison Squad. The Poison Squad? Uh, aren't you excited? Oh my god, I love I'm it. so excited. Okay, sources, Wikipedia, an article on Esquire.com. Oh, she fancy! Called The Poison Squad, an incredible history by Bruce Watson. And an article on my favorite mental floss uh, called The Men Who Volunteered to be Poisoned by the Government by uh. Jake Rawson. So, Ooh, tell me. I don't really have like a fun backstory on how I found it. I was honestly just scrolling through looking for random shit that popped out to me. Yeah. So, I feel that. I mean, Poison Squad, I had to. So, <laughs> get this shit. Our main character is Agricultural Department's Chief Chemist, Dr. Harvey Washington Riley. Oh. And that's with a W. So, Wiley. I'm sorry. Not Riley. Wiley. Okay. He originally referred to the project as the Hygienic Table Trials, which, ew. Mm. See? And that that's the face mm. I made, too. And no, but, so, um, but a Washington Post reporter, George Rothwell Brown, came up with a better name, The Poison Squad. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Dr. Riley was born on eight, October 18th, 1844 and died June 30th, 1930 at the age of about 86. Okay. So he was born in a long log farmhouse in Jefferson County, Indiana. Same. Which, <laughs> you mean same as like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> you were not born in a log house. Okay. <laughs> Um, if you don't know about where Jefferson County is, it's down by Madison. Um, down south. Down south. Hood, baby. Um, Hood, baby. Hood, he baby. went to Hood, Hanover College before enlisting in the Union Army to fight in the Civil War. Uh, thank you, sir, because you never yeah, know right? southern Indiana no, no, no. which side that's going to yeah, land man, on. So know. he was on the right side. That's nice. Um, after the war, he went back to school, got his MD from Indiana Medical College, uh, even later, he was the professor of Greek and Latin at Butler. He went on to Jesus. be a professor of chemistry at Purdue. All right, then, And he was damn. studying in Germany for a while. Leave so. some jobs for the rest of us. Right? Shit. Damn, bro. Damn. The goal of the Poison Squad was actually pretty simple. They had to try some of the most commonly used food preservatives in order to determine their effects. During each of the Poison Squad trials, the member would steadily eat increasing amounts of each additive. What? Carefully tracking, <laughs> carefully, uh, tracking the impact that it had on their bodies. Um, they would stop when members started to get sick. Which, I mean, I would hope well, so. Oh, yeah! Stop when they get sick. No, no, no. Um, Make no, Brett eat more. Yes. So, you wouldn't sound like, maybe it's not going to make you that sick, but we're about to get into Girl, what, you're going to have an upset tummy for sure. to be put into food. Like, mm -hmm. these, it wasn't like they were trying out something that is going to eventually come into food. This was already in food, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> they had about 12 men, all graduated uh, from the civil service exam, all were screened for high moral character um, and had the reputations for sobriety and reliability. All right. So the 
Like, that's just X for all. We don't check off any of those boxes at all. Number one, no. no. Number two, I like, why he... You're about to eat stuff. Like, that's all you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, one dude was a former Yale sprinter. Um, another was oh, a captain in the local high school's cadet <clears throat> regiment. And there's another one that was a scientist in his own right. Already. Smart guys. Right. Um, so they actually took oath, pledging one year of service, promising to only eat food that was prepared in the poison squad's kitchen. Oh, girl. How long again? One year. One year. One excessive. Year. No, yeah. Very excessive. Um, so they couldn't eat anything else. They had to. Every single meal. Had to be from this kitchen. So, all of their meals were completely controlled. But, like, okay, and this is, like, an 18-something or others. So, this is 1902. Okay. Is when this is going on. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close enough. But we just barely passed over. Okay, 1902. Ugh. Yeah. No, God. All right. Yeah, so. <sighs> that, that menu, though. I know. <laughs> Oh, oh, I get into some of their memories. Oh, no. All right. Um, so they, where was it? Oh, this is my favorite. They had to waive their right to sue the government for any damages, including death. Girl, no. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No. no. Just no. Lisey, no. <laughs> no, Lisey. No, no. Um, here's what they had to do before they could even eat the poisoned meals. Okay. <laughs> they had to weigh themselves, which I don't want to weigh myself before or after a meal. Because if it's before a meal, I'm not hungry. If it's after a meal, I'm going to be angry. Yes. So, yeah. They had to weigh themselves. They had to take ch- temperatures. They had to check pulse rates. Um, their stools, urine, hair, and sweat were all collected. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Girl, they'd be so busy with me. Who signed up for that job? I don't... No, my God, yeah. No. Ew, how can that be someone's job? Yeah, and not even half as clean as it is now. Like, Yeah, like no, no, no. The, the oh, conditions oh, 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 that they oh, oh. were in. Yeah, no, not okay. Oh, my God, yeah. <clears throat> uh, one oh time... One time, one of the dudes got his hair cut without permission, and he was allegedly sent back to the barber with orders to collect his hair back. Oh. You bring that shit back. It belongs to the government. Oh, my God. <laughs> they did not get hazardous pay. Excuse me? Uh-huh. The, uh, they didn't get any extra pay. Um, in return for their patience and obedience, they received three square meals a day, all of which were carefully poisoned. Carefully. Carefully. Perfect. Just a little micro-dosing. <laughs> so, it's not uncommon that wouldn't have been involved, um, that women wouldn't have been involved in any sort of a scientific study like this. Um, but our boy Harvey was a total misogynist. He was known to refer mm. to women as savages, claiming they yeah. lacked the brain capacity of men. Mm. And yeah, because employed... mine's bigger. Exactly. Sorry. 100%. No, no. <laughs> Which, you're just saying things we all know. <laughs> um, so, his staff, which people he hired, shockingly enough, were kind of in that same mindset. Weird. Weird. Um, the program once replaced their chef with a female cook, and one worker bitched that ladies were not fit for cooking or poisoning. 
quote, a woman, tut tut, what an idea, he reportedly said. A woman can potter around a domestic hearth, but when it comes to frying eggs in a scientific mode and putting formaldehyde mm-hmm. in the soup, mm-hmm. never. Honey, women have been poisoning people way longer, bro. It sounds like a guy that needs to be poisoned. Exactly. <laughs> So, the basic idea behind the study was to show the physical costs of food additives, what it does to the body. Oh, okay. So, he convinced Congress to give him $5,000 to fund them, which I looked it up. In today's money, it'd be about $150,000. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot, but I guess enough to feed 12 people. Yeah. Um, officially, the goal was to investigate the character of food preservatives coloring matters, and other substances added to foods to determine their relation to digestion and to health and to establish the principle in which which we should use, you know, and how are you going to use them. Okay. So, I'm going to need you to lay down, Mutt. Yes, you. You're squirmy. Um, So, guess what the first food additive they used was oh i don't know it's so gross so gross Mm -hmm. the first poison they were trying out was borax that white powdery clean cleaner that can also be used to kill household pests yep like if you put borax around it'll kill like ants Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff oh yeah well they were putting that in food that was like a common thing delicious they know your intestines Exactly. To make sure everything is clean on the inside and out. Um, from October 1902 to July 1903, Wiley's squad ate it with every meal. This Christmas menu, published by the Poison Squad's Kitchen, is my favorite. Quote, applesauce, borax, soup, <laughs> borax, turkey, borax, borax, canned string beans, Sweet potatoes, white potatoes, turnips, borax, chip beef, cream gravy, cranberry so cranberry sauce, celery, pickles, rice pudding, milk, bread butter, tea, coffee, and a little borax. <laughs> and a little borax. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean they were feeding. Can't make fresh green beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get out of this. Yes, That's you said what you get out of beans. <laughs> and I was like. Psh. You will need some borax to fucking my make that god. tasty. Uh, oh my god, that's what you get out. Oh my god. <coughs> okay, so just a little bit of borax on everything. Just sprinkle it, a little sprinkle on top. Delicious. So Wiley actually became known as Old Borax after yeah. that Christmas. Father Borax. Not surprisingly. Their uh, their findings showed that borax indeed caused headaches, stomach aches, and other digestive pains in addition to imparting an unpleasant flavor to the food. So they were using it in the food, but it made the food taste nasty. Man, that fucking sucks. <laughs> fucking that. Ew. Yep. So, Borax now proven that they should never fucking be ingested, the Poison Squad moved on to another test (laughs) to more common additives. Perfect. These include sulfuric acid, saltpeter, and formaldehyde. Mm. Mm, mm -hmm. Mmm. 
One of their targets, copper sulfate, was especially disturbing. Used by food producers to turn canned peas a bright shade of green. Stop snoring. You're snoring right in the mic. You're snoring right into the mic. <laughs> you poor thing. So, <laughs> this, um, anyways, this would actually turn peas. With a bit more fervor, please. She's yeah, falling asleep. Apparently, over here. I'm boring. Our first guest is not going Rude. well. <laughs> so rude. Anyways, this shit they were putting on peas cause nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, liver damage, kidney damage, brain Ooh. brain damage, and jaundice. It's now most commonly used as a pesticide. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Delicious. So either way, we're getting it ingested. In true perfect. government fashion, lobbyists tried to silence Wiley's findings, but the press jumped in to help spread the word. Wiley gave a statement saying, my Poison Squad Laboratory became the most highly advertised boarding house in the world. Oh. I think he kind of liked the attention. A little bit. He sounds um, a little. Sounds a little bit. Yeah. This is my favorite. So bear with, bear with me while I read this. But this is a um, poem by um, the poet S.W. Gillian. It's called The Song of the Poison Squad. On pucuric acid, we break our fast. We lunch on morphine stew. We dine with a match head. Consume, drink, carbolytic acid brew. Corrosive sublimates tone us up like Laundermen, ketchup are ketchup rare, while tritostamine condiments are wholesome without mo- mountain air. Thus, all the deadlines we double fare to put us beneath the sod. We are men, immunes. We are death immunes, and we're proud as proud. Hooray for Poison Squad! So they were happy. How do you sing that though? I think it was a poem. I don't think it's a song. I think it's a poem. Okay. But it's called the song. Okay. Because I do that with poems sometimes. Yeah, no, I feel that. I'm just... Yeah. That's not very catchy, yo. They had nothing else Definitely to not do. Definitely not a bop. The only thing that they really <laughs> had to do for this whole job is to eat, eat. shit, sweat, piss. Yeah. Like, they had to hang they out. They kind of had the life. Wow. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in 1906, Congress passed the Meat Inspection Act and Pure Food and Drug Act, the first federal law aimed at food regulation. 1906 is the first time they were like, oh, maybe we should have some kind of laws. Yeah, some standards. A little bit. Um, So, in in the process, Wiley also had to cede to bully pulpit to the biggest bully of them all, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh. Although the Pure Food and Drug Act was originally known as the Wiley Act, Roosevelt took full credit for its passage, leaving <laughs> Wiley out in the cold. Damn. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> Sorry, gay. Sorry about you. Um, they closed up shop in 1907, five years after trying borax, and Wiley left the Ar- Agricultural Department in 1912, 
moving on to become head of testing for Good Housekeeping. Oh. Which I'm, I know my mom had it. Yeah. Just laying around the house when oh, we sure. were growing up. So, Wiley was, as you remember, a famed misogynist. Oh, mm-hmm. Now finds himself working at the... Oh, he became a public face of one of the most prominent women women's publications. So, Mr. Misogyny is oh, now, like, mm-hmm. head of what would be, I don't know, like, Cosmo... Good housekeeping. Yeah. It's a chick magazine. Cool. cool. Yeah, way to go, Coming bro. Up. Coming up uh, roses. <clears throat> in 1911, him. he married Anna Kelton. Gross. A suffragist who was literally half his age, by all accounts. Oh, girl, um, what you doing with him? Right. They, well, he has a bunch of jobs, so I'm sure he's never home. Man. Um, they actually had a happy life together. As good as you could back then. Had two sons, um, and, was, and they were actually still married when he died oh. in 1930 on the 24th anniversary of the passage of the Pure Food and Drug Act. Oh. Together, they are buried at Arlington National Cemetery. Um, he was also known as the father of the FDA. So, my question cool. was, what happened to the dude? That were the test subjects. Yeah, man. So, here's a quick image of some of them. I mean, it's black and white, but it's back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, they really run the gamut of, like, age, yes. to be honest. Yeah, they're okay. not just young, strapping dudes. They yeah. They're, it's it a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there actually wasn't um, a whole lot on them because they didn't have the same 12 men for five years. They switched them out. Oh, okay. Every year. Okay. So, because you only signed up for one year. Um, but um, in 1906, the family of a Poison Squad member, Robert Vance Freedom- Freeman, used the press to blame the man's tuberculosis a sub- and subsequent death on the borax he was made to consume. Uh. Yep. Um, I mean, he signed that waiver. Uh-huh. Don't sign the waiver. You can't yeah, nobody. Um, although Wiley had discharged Freeman in 1903 because his symptoms were, um, rendered him disabled, (gasps) he dismissed, he dismissed any idea that the borax was at fault. What? Yeah. Oh. He's literally like, I can't use this guy because he's so sick, but he's so sick because of the borax. Yeah. He's trying to say, like, either way... Um, no charges or lawsuit were ever filed. So, I think he paid somebody off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think he did. For sure. So, although the experiment involved purposely and deliberately giving people doses of poison could never be described as safe, uh, (laughs) Freeman's fate was an anomaly. Of course, those times were very different. Many people didn't really live long span, lifelong spans anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, they That was the only death that was even closely attributed oh, to any of these. So, really? I mean, it's, don't, I, eat, I don't, don't eat borax. Yeah. Whatever you do. Um, if you would like, you can um, actually watch a movie that PBS made called The Poison Squad. Yes. Okay. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but 
sweet. If you, you know, feel a little bored during quarantine. Hell yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, don't eat borax mm-hmm. is what the, uh, the story. Moral of the story. Yeah, moral of the story. Don't eat borax. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, thanks. I love it. I want a Poison Squad shirt. I want a poison squad. I want a poison shirt. squad shirt. We need it. Perfect. I love okay. it. <laughs> the poison squad. The poison squad. Alrighty. Um, okay. So my uh, little story is about um tales of survival yes. today. Yes. Um I like everything spooky and ooky and creepy and uh I still but I still like, you know wins yeah i get it <laughs> sometimes you need some wins sometimes you really yeah especially now especially right now so i have it two insane stories of survival for you today yay um uh, i have uh, two main sources today one is from mindbounce.com by alicia hauser and the other is by the associated press um, on www.cbc.ca.com. Okay. Not dot .com. Remove the dot .com. It's dot .ca. .ca. Yeah. Okay. We gotcha. Have gotcha. All right. So. We'll post it. Don't worry. At 4.30 a.m. on May 26th, 2013, Harrison Okain was aboard the Jace, the Jace Con 4, which is a tugboat. What? Yep. So the Jace Con 4, it's a tugboat. Okay. Um, he's aboard the boat as a cook. Okay. So uh, Harrison is up before the crack of dawn, and he's like... Oh, uh, he better be. I want breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. Get going, bro. <laughs> Come on. So he's up. Um, he is in the restroom on the, t- on the tugboat. Which is one of three that is helping tow an oil tanker in Nigeria's oil-rich delta waters. Okay. Alrighty. He feels a sudden lurch, and then they keel over. No. Heavy ocean waves have just knocked over the tugboat. (gasps) My worst nightmare. I know, right? My, like, I, no. I can't go kayaking. Like, I can't I, be uh, in the little hole. I mean, I'll fill up the fucking hole, but I can't be in the little hole because, like, if I turn over, I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, like, how do you get back? No, nah, uh-uh. Uh-uh. there's can't immediate panic. Panic sets in, and I'm done. Yes. I need to be able yes. to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need to be separate. I need my legs. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, amazingly, Harrison was in the bathroom when the ship started sinking. Ugh. Apparently, if he hadn't been in just the right place at just the right time, he would have died along with everyone else. No on board. fucking way. There were yeah. ten other people on the ship, but they were in their rooms behind locked doors, a safety measure in case of piracy. What? Yeah, no. it's super common in those seas over there. So it was one of the oh, it was one of the ultimately thing, one two three, one that ultimately killed them by trapping them underwater. Oh, so they were trapped inside of their rooms for a like safety an measure. See, like from inside, you mm. would think because like okay, I get it, I get it. You know, you want doors that lock. Yeah, from pirates, but fuck from the inside. 
Yeah. I mean, have locked. an emergency open. Ugh. Okay. So, Harrison wasn't trapped in a locked room, but the ship was sinking so fast that he couldn't get to the emergency exit hatch. He found his way through the dark into a cabin instead, and luckily, that cabin had an air pocket in it. What? Mm-hmm. To guard against the rising water, Harrison turned up the mattresses in the cabin into a makeshift raft so he could sit on it. It saved his life by protecting him against hypothermia. Right? I wouldn't have even Smart thought about it. Little cookie. Yes. Wouldn't have thought about it. No. Yep. As the hours stretched on, he heard large fish. So some common fish in that area no. are sharks. And barracudas. What? They are both very vicious. No. Sea animals. Yes, very vicious. Uh, and, okay, there's a bunch of dead people on that boat. So, They like, were, he suspected they were battling over the chance to eat his oh. fellow, fellow shipmates. Because, yeah, I'm sure there's, like, blood. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 60. So many nightmares. 60 hours no. passed before he was rescued. No. That's almost three days. Uh, dead. Rescued. Okay, how cold, like, did it say, like, how cold the water was, I though? No. Okay. I didn't see anything I'm sure. about the temperatures or, like, anything like that. If you're far out enough. Up. Oh, yeah. If you're far out enough, it's going to be cold. It warms up as you get closer to shore. Yeah, they're so, towing, they are towing a oil tanker so they're like going to like a rig right so yeah Ooh. man they're just like out there nope yep okay uh so rescuers weren't exactly rushing to the tugboat because they figured everyone on it had died so as rescuers uh recovered the other 10 bodies um Harrison was afraid that they wouldn't miss him because he wasn't in like yeah. A regular part of the ship. So he uh, went through his cabin and he found a hammer. And he broke through the cabin's wall so he could bang the hammer <gasps> against the actual body of the ship. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. To alert them You're of his only presence. just a cook though? Like, yeah. Bro. Right? Yes. You are smart as fuck. Right? I would not. I'd Mm-mm. be dead. Eh, eh. I'd be dead. I'm dead. 100%. I was definitely fish food already. Seen mm-hmm. one. So that didn't work. <gasps> yeah. So he figured he had no other choice other than to dive into the water himself. And he swam until he saw lights of a diver. Because there's an oil rig and, you know, there's different divers. And uh-huh. then there are rescue divers go, going right. around as well. But they can't stay down there for super long. They have to come back up. Uh-huh. <gasps> So he found a diver. He rescued he himself. Literally rescued him. Rescued He's like, hey, himself. I'm right here. In case you're bah. looking for me. Hey, bah. hey. Excuse me, bah. can I get yes. some help over here? That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Yes. So he found a diver, and then uh, so at last, Harrison was uh, when he was found, and they got uh, to him. Um, he was warmed with warm water before they even moved him because his body temperature was so low. So they pumped down warm water to warm him up first. So he doesn't like go into shock? Yes. Okay. Because he's also been underwater for almost three days. Oh, yeah. So What's the that? pressure difference. 
Yes. Uh, yep, yep, yep. No. He had to slowly ascend to the surface. Not slowly. I just want to get out of here. And he had to spend some time in a decompression chamber when he got out. Shit. Yes. The high pressure <laughs> at the bottom of the sea um, can hold the answer. Because the ship was so far underwater, mm-hmm. the air pocket was compressed. So it contained a lot more like enriched oxygen okay. than uh, we would usually have access to like just breathing it right but it if was you were like trapped in a normal room uh-huh that had all that just had that amount of air i got you okay yes damn uh-huh so another reason that harrison survived was that the water also helped absorb any of the carbon dioxide that he breathed out oh so it's kind of natural fil- filtration yep i got you but harrison survived uh, yeah, yeah fucking did. I couldn't find too, too much about, um, his life afterwards. Sure. Um, uh, I just want to know if he ever got on another boat. Right? I um, he did a few interviews, but it was mostly about, like, his experience. Sure. But, yeah, uh, he <clears throat> fucking, uh, survived like a G-man. Damn. Uh-huh. Harrison. Right? Killing it, bro. Killing it. Um, uh, so then I have another story of uh, victory and survival. Um, this article is from OutsideOnline.com, and it's written by Kate Cyber. Um, in 1921. Okay. Um. Food, uh, borax was just now out of food. Oh my God, just now out of food. Just now. Okay. Um, in 1921, a tiny 23-year-old Inupequi woman okay. named Ada, nope, Ada, so sorry, Ada Blackjack, uh, was a seamstress and a cook, and she was hired by the Wrangell Island Expedition to accompany some explorers. Okay. Um. And she's what, how old? 23. no. She's 23. She was um, hired to help sew uh, foul weather clothing out of animal hides that the men caught and things like that to help them survive okay. the winter as they were on their expedition. Okay. So it's about to get cold. Uh, yes. And she was also a cook as well for them. The plan was oh, for the team wanted. to live off six months worth of supplies and local game before being relieved a year later with a new crew. Okay. But when a ship did not show up as promised in the summer of 1922... No. Things went south. Excuse me, I need to speak to your manager. Manager. So, a quick history. Give me this history. All right. So, this history. So, from the very beginning, the team had bad luck and they made poor decisions. The team was oh, compromise, compromise. The team was composed composed of um Wilhelmir Stefanesson. Uh-huh. You're mm-hmm. doing wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. He was the charismatic leader. Uh, and he was Canadian. Okay. Um, they had... So he's a little used to some cold. Yes. All right. Um, 
It did not say how old he was. Um, but then they had Alan Crawford, who was 20. Milton Gale, who was 19. No. Lorne Knight, who was 28. Uh, and Fred Muir. Marr. I'm sorry. Fred Marr, who was 28. No. And then 23-year-old Blackjack. And these are all men. Mm-hmm. And one woman. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. So, Red flags. Yeah. It was pretty common that um, in, or like in these exploratory times, that they would hire um, different Inuit people to help them navigate, yeah. uh, you know, the dangerous icy places right, and things like they're that. They're already surviving that shit. Exactly. They know what doing. Exactly. Well, well nobody. Another woman. Well, nobody well. wanted to go, and Blackjack kind of was like, "Well, this is." This is, that's suspicious. Yeah, that's weird. That is a little yeah, weird. Yeah, she. One, and everybody else is like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> when, before they set off, they wanted to buy an umaki, which is a lightweight skin and wood boat. So, usually they're used for hunting. Okay. Um, but like a little fishing boat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. But their asses got all chapped because they were asking too much for the boat. So instead of getting the boat that would most help them and ensure their success, uh, they purchased a tinier boat uh, that was called a wooden dory. Uh, the practice of, like I said, hiring Inuit families uh, was pretty common. But, yeah. But everybody else was like, mm. Yeah. So, Blackjack didn't have any interest in claiming uh, far off distant territories, going to distant empires. She agreed to go because she needed money. I feel that. At this time, Blackjack had lost two out of her three children. Aww. And divorced her husband, who had beaten her and starved her for years. She was like, eh, what else? How how much worse can I get? Exactly. Penniless Blackjack was forced to place her remaining child, whose name was Bennett. Noise. uh, Who suffered from tuberculosis into an orphanage. Aww. She signed on with the expedition... Uh, to help pay for his medical care. Aww. Mm-hmm. Sweet baby angel. When she realized that there were no other Inuit people who wanted to come, she was starting to have second thoughts. Sure. But she said, I, I thought at first that I would turn back, but I decided it wouldn't be fair to the boys, so I felt that I had to stay. So mm-hmm. she's a fucking G from the beginning. Like, yeah. she doesn't want to fuck up. You know what they she have. She wants to help them out. Sure. Exactly, and she needs paid. And she she needs money. money. So, after arriving in September of 1921, the men ran scientific observations. They hunted. Um, Blackjack sewed, um, and but fed their asses. Mm-hmm, sure. Absolutely, um, but it was noted that she was prone to fits of despair and loneliness. She's the only woman on a deserted island with you fucks. Yes. Of course. This is her baby. 
She misses she misses anyone else to talk to besides yeah. 20-year-old men. Yes, and a couple of almost 30-year-olds and yeah. we're the worst. Absolute worst. <laughs> yes. So, um she was fearful of night who was really big, he was really strong, he was loud and referred to her only as the woman. Fucker? I know. After some time, the crew became friendly. Most of them became friendly. I mean, uh, you have to. Uh, right? At some point, you just, just exist. Like, just coexist no. together, man. Like, we don't have to like each other. Just fucking be cool, man. Exactly. Be cool. So they lived off of their supplies. They dined on walrus stews, boiled bear blubber, and sat next to roaring fires made of driftwood. Okay. So by the end of their second summer, the team started to run out of food. In and they were the, only supposed to be there a year. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> um, yes, they were going to be relieved in a year. So, in their diaries, uh, the men didn't seem concerned quite at all that they were running out of meat. Because they're young and dumb. Uh-huh. They assumed that they would be picked up soon, but the ship was not able to pick them up due to intense ice packs. They were not able to reach them. So by October, the team realized they needed to wait out the winter before trying to get help. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so three months later, Marer, Gal, and uh, Crawford set out with weak, hungry sled dogs across the wind-blasted ice to seek help in Siberia. Oh, so the water froze over, mm-hmm. and they were like, all right, we're about to just... No! They were never seen or heard from again. Shocking. Shocking! <laughs> Bum, bum, You're bum. walking out across ice. Like, I know. What the fuck are you doing? Just hunker down. Society bye. Okay, bye. Society bye. They were never heard from again. Okay. So, guess who that leaves her with? Who we got? So, the original organizer of the whole shindig, um, oh. Von... Von Hollemann. Uh-huh. Yeah, him. Yep, Valhimer Stephenson. Uh-huh. He didn't actually go on the trip. He just arranged it. Oh, so he was like the financial backer. Mm-hmm. So Blackjack was uh, a little bit of story about, oh, one, two, three, a little bit of history about Blackjack. Uh, Blackjack was, grow, uh, she grew up in a Methodist mission school. So Ooh. she didn't know much about surviving in the wilderness, contrary to popular so belief they and took stereotype. The one, yeah. Yep. So they're up there thinking, oh, they all know how to yep. 100% survive. And she's like the one who's like, she's eh, like, I grew up in a I'll missionary out. school. I'll yeah. Figure it out. I'll figure uh, it out. But um, as the uh, other guys went out to um, go get help, Knight stayed behind because he was sick. Okay. Uh, he was too weak to do anything except pretty much sleep in his sleeping bag, like lay it, lay around. Okay. So Blackjack went into beast mode and she learned to trap foxes. Oh. Yep, she taught herself okay. how to do that. She hauled driftwood and chopped it for fire. She taught herself how to shoot and brought in geese and seals for the two of them to eat. 
She even built herself two lightweight boats out of driftwood, canvas, and animal skin, which she had shot, dried, and sewed herself. Damn. And he's just laying there useless. She's taking care of him. Uh, Night continued... One, two, three. Night continued to deteriorate, and... uh, he was straight up gross. <laughs> like, he was nasty. Sores bloomed all over his body. Oh, like bed sores. Uh, gums well, loosened. Yeah, not... Oh, yeah. Gums. And he was gross. Yes, his gums loosened. So... His teeth fell out. His blood seeped out of his skin and nose. Uh, why? Every morning and night. Blackjack heated sand and put it on Knight's feet to keep him warm. Aww. Yes. Uh, she mean... even emptied his bedpan. Yes. So, so not only is she s- surviving this crazy icy yes. mess around her, she's also taking care of an invalid, basically. Yes. Damn. Yes. So, um... You may ask, so, how did uh, Mr. Knight repay her? He did nothing but project his angsty as fuck attitude. He threw books at her and yelled at her. Then I'm going to leave your ass there. One of his favorite pastimes was to tell Blackjack that she was terrible at her job and that her husband was right for abusing her. Okay, motherfucker. I'm just going to leave you here then. I know. She's a a genuine good person. Yes. She's a good person. Yes. Because I would have been like, oh, okay. I'm going to go get another tent. You enjoy this one. Yes. Fuck you. So, um. uh, Changing out your own bedpans, bruh. Yeah. Have fun, bruh. Hope you fucking eat your own skin to stay alive. So, um, Blackjack in her diaries rarely shared emotion, but one day she shared um, that uh, when he mentions my children and says, no wonder your children die, you never take good care of them. He just tears me into pieces when he mentions my children that I lost. This is the worst life I ever live in this world. Jesus, you poor, sweet Thing. Girl, that paycheck can't be worth it. No. Poor thing. No. So Blackjack cared for Knight until his death on June twenty second or twenty third of nineteen twenty three. Losing track of, I mean, losing track of days. Sure. Yep. Well, they're something. she's not sure when he passed. So oh. if it was that night or during the morning. Okay, I see. Yep. Damn, and she's keeping track of the days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blackjack wept. She was terrified of being alone in the wilderness. She was especially terrified of polar bears. Oh, yeah. She was also unable to bury him. Because of the frozen ground. mm -hmm. She barricaded the tent against wild animals and moved to a different tent. Oh. So Blackjack had no way of knowing if or when a ship was going to show up to rescue her. Well, yeah, there's no, you know, quick little text, hey, run her away. Yeah, let me know, call me, beat me if you need to reach me. <laughs> yeah. In her oh diary, <laughs> she wrote about suffering from headaches, stomach aches, swollen eyes, and symptoms of scurvy. 
Oh, uh, yeah. She also uh, reported about her activities, the weather, and all of her thanks to Jesus. I caught one female, she writes in her diary, I caught one female fox and I hauled one sled load and chopped wood. I had a good rest day today. Thank God. That was a rest day? That was a rest day. Fun fact, like I said earlier. Uh, Ida suffered from crippling terror of polar bears. Okay. While she was hunting one day, she narrowly escaped a bear when it stalked her, but chose to eat the seal that she had shot instead of her. You can have it. You can have it. Right. So occasionally, Blackjack would shoot um, uh, hungry Bruins from her tent door. She later said that she might have gone nuts. And I couldn't find too much about this, but apparently... There was a cat that came along on the expedition. So she had a pet cat the she whole time. She had a cat the entire time? Yes. She said uh, that did... it was one of the things that kept her going. Uh, and uh, yeah. That cat lived purely for her. Yes. Like, that was literally whatever power out there being like, all right, this fucking sucks, but I'm going to give you a cat. To yes. Enjoy. Little kitty. Oh my god. The cat outlived the men. Yes. Bros. Yes. That cat survived you. What the fuck? <laughs> Way to go. So in 1923, August of 1923, um, on a foggy night, Blackjack thought that she heard the faint cry of a boat whistle, but was like, mm, I'm losing my mind. F- yeah, exactly. Yeah. She attributed it attributed it to the wind or a bird the next day after she heard that was august 19th 1923 uh the donaldson out of nome alaska finally appeared you're late (laughs) you're late you would (laughs) yes uh, Blackjack leapt and ran, laughed and cried. Uh, she had been on the island for 703 days. No. 57 of them were alone. Jesus. Yep. Her rescuer was Harold Noyce. Noyce. He said that he was impressed. Even I, who had long since ceased to believe in hero worship, found myself unconsciously a little thrilled by the quality of her spirit. Direct quote from Harold Noyce. (laughs) Blackjack returned to civilization with great fanfare. As newspapers across the continent heralded her as the female Robinson Crusoe. She puts them to shame. Right? In uh, in Nome, she was reunited with Bennett and with her sisters. Aww. She fucking better be. Uh-huh. Unlike... I, I need a bonus. I need a bonus. Yes. Uh, unlike Stephenson and others, Blackjack did not profit from this expedition. That bro, um, he published a book about it and used her diaries to help write it. Of course he did. Yeah. Because he's a dude. Because he's a breath. Uh, Some newspapers later published accusations that Blackjack had not cared for Knight properly. These were quickly debunked by Knight's family. 
and uh, uh, other witnesses. Oh, good. So Knight's family wasn't like, yes. yeah, she let him die. They were like, yes. uh, no, she... Yes, she they came people. to her defense. Okay, good. Still, Blackjack vowed never to talk to reporters and kept that promise for nearly 50 years. Wow. Um, it helped carry her into obscurity. So people left her alone. She remarried and divorced twice. She did have another son named Billy. And uh, uh, she nearly died from tuberculosis. But she was like, nuh-uh, no way I survived. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. She dropped in and out of poverty, but she led a quiet life herding reindeer, picking berries, hunting, and trapping. Blackjack finally died in Anchorage in 1983 at the age of 85. Damn. Yeah. The only one to survive that expedition. Wow. A 23-year-old when she started her expedition. Right. Right. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Yep. Like, I want her and old boy from your first story to, like, meet up and fall in love. In the afterlifes. Yes. Yes. Or just, like, sit around and talk to each other and be like, yeah, what'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? Tell me about your things. I love it. Such a good story. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Hey y'all, uh, we want to welcome you to our portion called Get Get That, that shit. shit, where we find interesting products, um, and again, we're not sponsored by anybody, but hey, we'll take sponsorships. Yeah, man. We'll promote you all day. Yeah. We'll talk so, about we'll that shit. But for now, it's just kind of shit we yeah, find fun online. Stuff. Fun stuff. So, this week. What you got? I was looking through subscription boxes because we know Ooh. that there are subscription boxes for everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a very fun one. It is called Unbound. So this box will, it's $65 every three months. So it's not a monthly box. Every three months. Every three okay. months for 65 So not bad. Mm. Um, it sends quarterly boxes with sex toys and products for women. Whoa! It's not always a vibrator. Okay, okay, okay. We've got lotions. We've got little mini, you know, like little mini vibrating sure. things. Okay. Um, yeah, just little teeny things. Um, there was like this lip gloss that supposedly helped with, oh. you know. The B and the J's? The B and the J's. Thank you. Um, and just different fun things for yourself or yourself and your partner. That's great. Whichever. So, yes, it is called Unbound. 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 So, check it out. Ooh, yeah, check it out. Let us know. I'm about to check it out. Yeah, I'm about to check that shit out. Right? Ooh, like, I'm going to get that shit. I mean, I'm going to get that shit. I'm going to get that shit. Christmas is right around the corner. Ooh, my Christmas. My Christmas. <laughs> So if you anyone, I mean, if anybody wants to send us one, oh, we'll test it out. Yeah, for we'll sure. divvy it up for sure. We share really well. We do. <laughs> it's twenty five years, but yes, it'll be clean. I promise. <laughs> Thank oh you, my God. everyone, for listening. We Thank really you. appreciate it. Um, make sure that you hit us up on the Instagram. Yes, at gts underscore podcast. That is get. That, get this, doesn't matter. Yeah. GTS underscore podcast. 
And you'll find us, and there's a cat currently as our picture, so... Love it. And if you guys have any suggestions or think that people should learn about anything. Yes, please uh, write it. Write in your stories. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. And our links are all up on Instagram. On our Instagram. So you can easily find us and keep listening. I love it. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.